Welcome to Zach to the Future. I'm your co-host, Dashiell Driscoll, joined today by Bayside's premier rafting enthusiast, Mark Paul Gossler. Hello, Mark Paul. Hello, Dashiell. Actually, I have rafted before, uh, and it is it is fun. How about you? Uh, I have never rafted. I've been on like the rafting, the rapids rides at various theme parks, uh, but never a proper actual raft. Uh, does that surprise you, Mark Paul? No, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. Um, but what would surprise me is what park you would actually pick has the better rafting ride. I can tell you mine. My favorite rapids rafting ride has got to be uh, the Grizzly River Run at California Adventure. I'm just going to throw that right out there. Okay. I'm going to agree with you only because I'm an ABC employee currently working yeah, for you Disney. Better. Yeah, that's your boss. Um, that's the mouse. But I think, isn't there one at Magic Mountain? There is a really good, I haven't been in on it in years, but there is a good one at Magic Mountain. Yeah, Okay. Because that was going to be my first choice, but since you threw out the you know, Disney ABC one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that. I love the Disney one because of how chaotic it is. Like the, the idea of the rapids ride, this is a good start. The idea of the rapids ride as a theme park ride means you can get soaked as much as possible or completely dry. And I love that chaos. No other ride has that element. Oh, you know what? I, I went to um, the Universal uh, Studios in Orlando and they had a big ride there. That, that was a pretty good rapids ride. Um, but you know, I'm not a fan of getting wet at, a, at, a, at an amusement park. And then just being wet, walking through in a music part, it, it's, it's kind of gross. I don't know. You know what the, you know what the secret is? You know what the little me. secret is? And then we yeah. can start the show. You bring a pair of flip-flops in a backpack, and before you do the water ride, you switch your shoes and socks to flip-flops, and then when you're done with the ride, you go back to your dry shoes and socks. Yeah, too much work. It'll change your whole day. It'll change I, your whole yeah, day. It would. It would change my whole day, but you know what? It's a lot of work. I have other kids. I have four kids, and if I have to take my shit on oh, top God, of their no, shit, too I, it's too much shit. I, yeah, I don't want to do it. Anyway, let's get to the show because let's just. Why don't we start? We have a. Oh my God, we have a special guest. Was that what you were going to say? Did I take your line? You kind of did, but you might as well tell us who the guest is. Our special guest today, none other than Ed Blatchford. Welcome, Ed. Hey, how are you? Nice to be here. And you might listener know Ed better as one Rod Belding. Uh, Ed, you also might know him from films such as Last of the Mohicans and Nowhere to Run, um, as well as a slew of Peter Engel projects on TV like City Guys, Hang Time, and 52 episodes of Malibu CA. Ed Blatchford, everybody. Is that many? <laughs> that many over two two seasons. He, yeah. Peter Engel was not screwing around. He's cranking them out. By the way, wait, this is Ed's moment, but speaking of Peter Engel, why not? It's his birthday today. Turning 85 years old. Happy birthday, Peter. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Ed, I, I, I got to say, you were on our show for exactly four days. Yeah. How, how long did it stick with you after, this, uh, after it aired? I, I would say, how long did it stick with you after 1996? Because I, I generally say that the show really didn't take off until 1996 when it was syndicated. And then we had like this, like a, a lot of eyeballs on us, but this was a, this was a Saturday morning show. In my opinion, not a lot of people were watching and I'm sure your reps told you, listen, go on this show. Nobody's going to watch it. No one's going to know anything about it. It'll just be like, just do it for the paycheck and, and, and walk away. It was my first gig moving to LA. So I was, a, I grew up in Chicago, a Chicago actor. So I did a lot of shows in Chicago as you know, in plays and stuff, did a lot of theater. And I got cast in a few movies out of Chicago, right? And I got to the point where I was getting enough work to move to L.A., okay? So I finally, you know, said, now's the time to go. I'm getting work here in Chicago. Time to go to L.A. and step it up. I was there for a week, and I got, what, Lippin? Robin Lippin? Robin Lippin, yeah. I think. Head of the casting for Saber the Called Bell. me in. I auditioned. Next thing I knew, I was there. 
right? And I thought, this is great. Yeah, this is such an easy gig, man. <laughs> but I don't remember it. And I tell you, I never thought twice about it after I did it. And now it haunts me. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I mean, it is everywhere I go. I mean, I'm telling you, I've done a lot of good films and worked with some fabulous people. And this thing has carried me, has, has not carried, but has been on my shoulder everywhere. I mean, I'm a little older now, but maybe 10 years ago, even I was still getting recognized in grocery stores by these 45 year old, 40 year old housewives. <laughs> coming up. I mean, it is and kids. I mean, it is crazy. I have like a cult following on this thing. I don't know if you know this for this character. I believe it. I mean, guys, they've done films on my character. There's one pretty funny one that I sent, I sent it to you, didn't I? Yeah. I was just going to, I was going to bring it up after our summary, but yes, we got um, the Save by the Belding short uh, that you were in where you reprised the character. Or like addressed the yeah, character. It was yeah, a joke. Yeah. It, was a, it was a satire yeah. on the character and the and the whole and the whole thing. But yeah, it's uh, it is hilarious. You know, I mean, it just doesn't stop. It does, and even this, it just you called me. It just doesn't stop. And is this the thing I want to be known for? No. But is this thing that's always here? Yeah. So do I like it? Yeah, I don't mind it. I, I believe that it is it has haunted you to use your words because Rod Belding, as far as the one and done characters, is like an infamous one in Saved by the Bell. It's unbelievable. It's like a very, it's like a, it's a very specific part of Saved by the Bell where all of the teachers or all the other people you encountered, like yeah. Rod represented almost like an evil of sorts where it was like, it's very it tempting I mean, on the surface. The I mean, that uh, cafe that opened up, I don't know about mm-hmm. that. I mean, I walked in there, I just went in there, they invited me down there. I thought I was, you know, Jesus Christ, you know I mean? <laughs> it was unbelievable. And then, you know, they wanted me to come down and do the, Signing the autographs, I, I didn't come. Did you go to that? No, I didn't. I know that they opened up yeah. one in Chicago. Did you go to the one in Chicago or the one in Los no, Angeles? No, I didn't. I didn't want to do it. I, 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 I don't like to be sitting there and get <laughs> stared at. And stuff. That, you know, for this thing I did 35 years ago or whatever. Were you, were you asked but, to be a part of the reboot at all? No, and I was really surprised, to tell you the truth, because that I've also been told that that episode was one of the most watched episodes of all. It was like two or three. It was like number two or three. Wow. Yeah, I believe it. Um, I don't know who told me that. Somebody told me that. So, but I don't. Let me ask you a question with it, with the look of Rod Belding. Obviously, yeah. you know it was it was juxtaposed against um, against yeah. Richard Belding, played by Dennis Haskins, yeah. and your hair. Uh, you, you said you you came out from Chicago, so you you had. You, I mean, you look like a guy from California. I could tell something was off by your accent. I mean, you 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 definitely have. You know, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. And I just had long hair, man. I mean, I was, you know, I was a child of the seventies, you know, and I was getting parts with my long hair. I mean, I got, you know, I was in a mini series for NBC where I, you know, played Custer's, you know, just great mini series. And I did some other shows with my longer hair and it just worked for me. You know how, you know how it is. It just worked. Um, and then when I, as I got into it a little bit more, I, I cut it. So like the first couple of years I had it. It got really long. That was as long as I've ever had it. I, and when I just watched this, I watched this the other night, and I couldn't believe <laughs> how long my hair was. Was that your? Was my wife was jealous of my hair? She said, "My God, your hair is beautiful." Was that your your natural color as well? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, it's I, still a blonde. Yeah. I mean, I was envious because I wasn't a natural yeah. blonde, and I had to dye my hair. And in this particular episode, my hair was very <laughs> yellow. Um, like yeah. orangey in a way, like like a like, like a tabby cat. Yeah, it's hard to get that yellow. The sun does it the best. So when I saw it, I, my biggest thing that I came away with is that I 
was doing the major man spread to the whole oh, thing. Oh, I, I have notes about us man spreading. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. I'm just like, I mean, yeah. it must have been a thing like, it, it, it must have been our acting, right? Like to, to play this, uh, you know, this guy, this loose guy and having your, you know, legs open like that. I'll, I'll point it out in the scene because you and I are both doing yeah. it. And it's in my notes with yeah, big exclamation funny. marks. We're both man spreading. I think that was like a 90s thing. I think the man spread was a 90s thing. You definitely can't do that now. That? No. You can't. You get called out. Um, but uh, yeah, let, let's. Uh, why don't you? You know what, Dashwell? I'm. I'm sorry. We're we're talking, and and you haven't done your summary. And uh, I know that everyone is anxiously uh, awaiting this uh, this summary. So please give us the summary. Yeah. No. I mean, the letters are pouring in from fans demanding it. Um, <laughs> the gang can't go on their annual class trip. The Belding's planning unless they pass Mr. Dickerson's notorious midterm. Belding sends Dickerson home to get some much-needed rest and has his brother Rod Belding substitute. Rod has the kids tear up their tests and gives them the grades they think they deserve. Belding's planning on Yosemite for the trip, but Rod convinces Zach that the gang should let him take them whitewater rafting instead. Zach and the gang tell Belding they'd rather go with Rod, breaking his heart. Zach and Belding have a falling out after Rod leads some questionable CPR training, and Zach accuses Belding of being jealous of his cool brother. Then, right before the trip, Rod privately tells his brother he's bailing to hang out with a stewardess. Belding covers for Rod and takes the kids rafting. Zach reveals he overheard about the stewardess, but now understands Richard is the cooler Belding brother. The end. And we're in act one, just like that, for Mr. Dickerson's class. Great name. So Don Barnhart directed this episode, and we open up in the hallways here. And uh, it's a nice transition because we don't usually see this. Um, look at Zach checking out the uh, one of the extras. But we don't usually see this where we, we transition from the hallway and we go directly into a classroom. Right. Um, but it's interesting. I was trying to, I, I rewound that part a few times back, the opening scene. And there's a lot going on there. And there's you know, a lot of... A lot of movement with the extras, and and that's that's the work of the second ads, kind of telling the background where to be, and you know, kind of like gives some energy to the start of the show. Um, but uh, I, I I was trying to for the life of me figure out who that extra was with the hat hmm. and the the red shirt because we never see her again, and I'm wondering why I chose to like ogle her. Uh, because it's kind of out of character because I'm I'm with Kelly at this point. It's not out of character. Zach does that all the time. <laughs> oh, Zach for the rest okay. of the series will regular he's a he's a serial ogler. He's he's a he's a hound. He's a hound. Oh yeah, I, he's I, a put, hound. I, I, okay. All right. Um and then I open up, you know, these episodes <laughs> with these with these like towards the camera. What do we call them? TTC. TTC. Talk to camera. Talk to camera. There you go. And and yeah. again, I have to come up with these stinkers. Uh, you writers gave me this like dumbass jokes. This yeah, I was this three. Is, this, I was three when you said this. So. Well, <laughs> I don't think I wrote it. Well, <laughs> but it's yes, a, a writer joke. did write the joke. It's, I it's know, a yeah. dumb zit yeah. joke. Four zits on a first date, and that's how bad Mister uh, Dickerson is. And it's like, come on, man, give me something a little bit better. You can kind of see me. I I kind of throw it away. I don't give my all on this one, and I kind of like. I'm with the I'm with the audience on this one. I just kind of wanted to go away and get in the class and move on. But uh, um, I, I wanted to throw this out there, Ed, as well. We talked about this right before we got on uh, started taping here. You are you were 12 years younger than I am right now when you were doing this uh, episode, which is pretty freaking scary. How old are you now? I'm 47. 
Um, but it's pretty scary. I mean, it's like I, I look at and 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 we've talked about this is that Dennis Haskins was maybe thirty nine or forty during this episode. Wow. Uh, it's it's just it's amazing to look back and and think like, oh my god, I I'm older than you right now than you yeah, were then. It's that. like, and I would never I, I've never played a character like like you you played on this. You know, that the kids, you guys were so young you weren't even worth talking to. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's you know, a good attitude. You're just young. You're just kids. You're yeah. just teenagers, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was talking to your parents, you know? Yeah. No, it, it's funny because in the audience. watching this episode back for, for you know, the, the research and, and doing my homework, as we call it on the show, uh, again, I don't remember a lot. And I don't remember us having conversations. I don't remember you and I uh, sitting down, you know, at lunch or something. I, I, I think like, you know, it, that's the only time that we get to connect is in between scenes. Um, but you know how it is. You, when you're doing a series like this, you're there every week. You have that bonding between the cast members. You come in, guest star comes in. You know, you're like, okay, let's just do it. You, you're not spending any time. You know, the guy's going to be gone. You never see him again four or five days. You know, <clears throat> so there's not a lot there. And you guys are all wrapped up in your you know, your career and stuff and happening and what you were doing and what people were telling you and your little buzz. And it was, it was fun. You can be completely honest, but w- were we little assholes or were we, uh, were we, no, we were no. pretty, uh, I think we were yeah. all pretty good kids. I mean, we, we no, were I kept in you, line. No, I thought you were really good kids. And, um, I, I, Mario, I thought was really nice. I think I talked to him a little bit. He was a little bit more outgoing <clears throat> at the time. Um, I became really good friends with his cousin, Gilbert. Oh Yeah. Remember Gilbert? I do remember. And Gilbert. Now? Gilbert's still around. Gilbert's uh, hangs out with Mario. He's, he's part of the crew. Yeah. Yeah, he's part of the crew. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And what was his buddy's name? Kevin? Was it that the other oh, guy? I don't, that, I don't know. Mario's got a lot of friends. A lot of a lot of a lot of people from his childhood that he's still good friends with. Yeah, um, that's right. I think. I mean, if, I I remember. I just I was a quiet kid. I I didn't hang out much. And, and you were great um, though. You were you were you you were very professional. You were great. I, I, all the kids were really professional. There was no people that were, you know, little prima donnas or anything. Everyone's kind of dedicated to the work. I thought. Well, that's because really, well, that's because yeah. we'd get a lashing if we if we if we weren't great <laughs> if we weren't professional. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you think so that's Peter, funny, huh, Dashel? You, you I think do. I think, look, I think it's. Look, I think it's. I think it's funny. Right. To, it's, it's, I think it's true. funny to joke about. Did it really happen? <laughs> maybe. Maybe uh, it did. We'll, and then, we'll then, never, then it wouldn't be funny. We'll, we'll never, never say. We'll never know. Um, um, but yeah, so this Mr. Dickerson, he's played right. by, by, um, oh gosh, his name is escaping me, Dashwell. It's Raph Morrow. Uh, this guy was really funny. Yeah, he, he's good. He's like, um, he plays it so evil. I, I mentioned evil as Rod being kind yeah. of like a snake in the Garden well, of Eden like kind of evil. Yeah, he's like actually the devil. Um, Raph yeah. Morrow, tons of TV work spanning decades. Hill Street Blues, Cheers, Wayans Brothers, Seinfeld, Desperate Housewives. TJ Hooker and Melrose Place for two with Heather Locklear. Uh, tons of TV. You've seen Raph Morrow in your favorite TV shows. Probably. Uh, and yeah, he does, He his energy on it. Um, there was a teacher in another episode called Mr. Testaverde, and he had like a really tough test and <laughs> funny name. And this feels kind of like an echo of his character, but unlike Testaverde, he's just, this guy is the devil. <laughs> That's how they play it. I want to point out Kelly's hair in this episode. I mean, the 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 bangs on on poor Tiffany in this is this episode. Somebody went crazy with the Aquanet. Remember <laughs> that when that was a thing, Aquanet. Well, you're too young for that, Dashel. But Aquanet was like I saw it in bathrooms growing up. I, I was aware of it as a product. 
Yeah, that and Paul Mitchell. Paul Mitchell and I, yeah. I think Paul Mitchell took over for Aquanet, but Aquanet was like the for me it was the original um, thing that I used to take to a um, to a lighter. You know, I used oh, yeah. to like a like a blowtorch. You did like Aquanet was the best for that. What fun being with the universal truth of being a young boy, just creating large fires. Um, and the gang is in Belding's office here. They got called out of midterm review. Probably should have stuck around for this planning meeting where nothing happens. Um, just the information that that they can't go on a cruise, so Belding will pick because uh, the gang is a is a hung jury, as it were. I think it's funny because this school probably has about 800 people in it. There's <laughs> always just this group of you know six or eight people who make all the decisions. Yeah, you know, so they like make the all the decisions. Yeah, yeah we're Illuminati. And we, we, we're, we're the only ones that make decisions. We're the only ones that talk. Uh, yeah, you know, right. It's like whenever like, we're the only ones in the raft later uh, when, yeah. when, when we get to that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah the, the, but although we have Milton in this and yeah. he might be my new favorite character, yeah. Uh, yeah. again, these fat jokes and the I stereotyping know. we do it's with great. fat, it's just not good. It's also just low, like beyond just being mean, it's also, I mean, this is like where my dumb little comedy brain comes in. It's also just kind of lazy. It's like he wants to go to the Hershey factory. No, it's, 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 like, just, it's all too easy. It's, it's like, just it's so just easy. lazy, yeah. you know, but whatever. Low hanging fruit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, I do, I do like Milton's. What is that like a like a like a sweater vest? I don't know what you'd really call it. I don't that. know. It's <laughs> I just, yeah. just it just adds it's, to the the visual. Yeah. <sighs> Look, I get yeah. it. I get what they were doing. Um, and also, yeah. high school is like that, guys. Kids are mean. That's a that's a real thing. Um, but yeah, Zach picks on Milton a little bit. We get some some Jesse versus Zach character stuff here. She wants to protest nuclear waste, and uh, Zach wants to hit Vegas. I feel like those things stayed true for the rest of the series. Zach will eventually get married in Vegas. Um, it's also did? the second. Yeah, you did, Mark Paul. Um, mm. There's also the second episode in a row as they aired where someone made a ding dong joke, specifically Zach. Now that, my friends, feels like an oversight or a bump, as we might say in the room. Two ding dong jokes in a row. That's I don't know if you can do that. Yeah, but we never <laughs> we didn't film these in in that order. They were just no, aired in that order. That's correct. Yeah, but I would still say someone. I mean, look, I wasn't there. I'm sure lunch was getting cold. But I would think someone would raise a hand and be like, "Guys, didn't we just do a ding dong?" It's it's confusing sometimes to keep track of it, but that's how that's how it aired, and that's that's the legacy. Two in a row for ding dongs. And yeah, the gang is all going to go to Zach's room to study. Uh, it's another scene of the gang in Zach's room, which I. I like to see. It's fun to see everyone working hard together for one goal. And Ed, you used the term haunting earlier. Uh, Dickerson is haunting the gang in this scene. Um, yeah, it it's almost like a science yeah, fiction. Like a, <laughs> no, it's more like a Linda Blair thing. <laughs> From Ex- Exorcist. That's yeah. what I get. There's an episode earlier in the series called Mamas and Papas where Screech kind of does, it's a similar visual effect where they like take his head and put it in various things on the screen. You know, pretty advanced stuff for the early 90s. Uh, it looks good. It's like, it's, you know, I'm trying to avoid the word fun, Ed. I use it too much. Our listeners have pointed that out. But it's fun. Look at that. Mr. Dickerson's head on Magic Johnson's body. That's fun. It is funny. <laughs> That's good stuff. It is. Sorry, I, I was just blown away by the uh, the crotch shot of Magic Johnson right next to uh, Kelly's shoulder. There's a lot of crotch oh, yeah. shots in this episode. This episode should have been called yeah. Crotch Shot. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa, uh, calls to put on some fresh prints to relax. 
Fresh Prince premiered September 10th, 1990. This episode aired December 9th, 1990. So there's some NBC promotional synergy going on. And uh, Mark Paul, you said you guys taped in the same building. Is that correct? Or the same stage, rather? Yeah. We, we, like ne- neighbor, neighboring stages. One of the uh, seasons of Saved by the Bell, um, and we had four seasons were, uh, but one of them was at NBC and we were right across the way from, um, their studio. And, uh, yeah, Alfonso Ribeiro and I are still friends to this day. I actually saw him last week. Uh, we've been friends for over 30 years. Uh, I have a quick antidote about that. Yeah. So at that time I got, I went and did a pilot for NBC called have a nice day by Andy Borowitz. I don't know if you know who Andy Borowitz is. Andy Borowitz is a fabulous writer. Now he's a political writer. <clears throat> and he um, he had this show called Have a Nice Day, uh, and it was all based in the 70s. It was just about five years too early because that 70s show became a huge hit. And actually, I thought that Andy's show was better than that show, but it didn't get picked up. I remember Andy coming in and going, we're all going to get picked up, guys. Don't worry. NBC is making me do this stupid show called uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I got to write for that and I'm going to produce that. That'll be going away and then they're going to pick us up. Well, I didn't get the phone call. <laughs> and Will Smith, oh right? <laughs> I would be so scared if I was at any job and my boss came in and said, don't worry about it, guys. We're definitely getting picked up. I would just immediately start looking for work. <laughs> I would just assume the worst will happen. Uh, you can't say those words out loud. Yeah, it, it was it was fun being uh, at NBC while Will Smith and the rest of the cast were there. It was a it was a fun group that 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 uh, filmed that show. Yeah, Mr. Dickerson's little rap here. He's great. I wish I wish he was a regular teacher on this show. I don't know why they had to burn him so fast, but I guess he was just too evil for Bayside. Um, and we're in the classroom here for a. Uh, it's test time. Only there will be no Mr. Dickerson today. Just one rod building. Does he ever come back? No, he's done. I mean, he was too, he served his purpose. He had an impossible test, which also like fades into the back of the story very quickly because, uh, you know, Rod rips it up. But uh, yeah, he's he's one and done. Couldn't have been that big of a test because it's one page. I don't know. It's I mean, it's, there's always so much pressure on these tests in, um, in series. Yeah, and 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 when we get to it, I'm going to point it out. You really had a hard time ripping up that page, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was panicking <laughs> like, over that one page. <laughs> I was drinking a sip of water. I almost spit it out. No, it was not a phone book. It was yeah. literally a page, and it's like you had a. It, it wasn't the most graceful uh, page ripping right there. Yeah, yeah you're right. I think that was one of those. Um, the directorial things. Hold it up here like this and rip it like yeah. that. And it you like, know? you had no more it, leverage. It didn't look very organic. <laughs> Zach invoking the, uh, the five minute rule here, which we had unofficially at my high school. I feel like this is a thing all kids say, but is ne- it's never written anywhere. Yes. But all kids believe if no teacher shows up for five minutes, you were free. I don't know how that got in the ether. Where would you go though? If you, if, if this would happen in school, like where, where would you go? I mean, I'll tell you, I'll tell you where we wouldn't go. It happened a few times, and I remember in high school, no one went to like the office to be like, "Hey, this teacher didn't show up. I hope they're okay." <laughs> we would just go like anywhere else. We go like sit around outside, and like we just go far enough away where if the teacher showed up, they couldn't quickly see us like outside. So we'd like get out of the line of sight. We'd go sit around, and do nothing. We didn't even have like smartphones. Right, well, we just talked, I guess. I'd, simpler times. And yeah, screech. By the way, I said we would not go like ask if the teacher was okay because um, we weren't you know human beings yet, just children. Um, Screech does do this. It's like a nice character thing. He like, he's doing it out of like, I want to be good at school kind of energy, but 
it's nice. He's like, I care about this other human being. No one else does. And in walks Rod Belding. There he is. There he is. There he is. Look at that. That hair. Oh my God, Ed. So that hair, that hair certainly got you this job because Belding is regularly getting picked on for being bald. Um, and you, you stand next to him. Well, the, the, maybe one of the best jokes they ever wrote was based on his hair in this episode. It's coming right up. Yeah. It's been repeated to me a oh million times. You're, you, when you say haunted, you're not kidding. So like people just run up to you in a grocery no, store and just like one, two buildings in one building. And you're like, Oh God, I just want to buy milk. And this and, and Paul's right. This is 10 years yeah. later, 15 years oh later. God. It became like this cult thing. And this character, I mean, I, I go on, I go to YouTube and I watch this. I mean, the responses is uh, it's unbelievable. I, it just blows me away. Well, the, I, I don't the get short it. you sent us, um, which is called "Saved by the Building," and it, it stars you playing yourself, but dealing with like mentally unwell fans, essentially tracking you down, believing the show is real. Yeah. So that that um, movie we gave to the LA uh, Comedy Short Short Film Festival, and it went all the way to the finals. And we got and it, went out, it was on Funny or Die. Got picked by Sports Illustrated. It had a great run. Were you one of the writers, Ed? I was one of the producers and writers. These guys actually came to me and they said, wouldn't this be funny? And I said, you know what? <laughs> Let me think about it. I said, you know what? This wouldn't be funny. This would be funny. So we wrote it together. There were, these are great guys. Scott Hamilton, his name is. They're from Texas. They came up from Texas to stay with me in LA for a week. They stayed at my house and we shot the whole thing. We wrote it right there. And it's, it's you got to watch it. I've seen it. I think it's pretty funny. It. And the payoff. Yeah, we it. both watch it. Oh, you saw it. It's a. It's like a. I mean, I don't want to ruin it for folks at home, but it's a long setup to a punchline, and I. I laughed. I. I genuinely laughed, and uh, I. I thought it was great. It also features one Dennis Haskins. Yeah, so I had, there's I had a, to get him done. I said you're not going to get paid, Dennis. I'm not going to pay. Because you got to buy me dinner. Go, okay, I'll buy you dinner. Yeah. We went and had steak. Got the most expensive steak, Dennis. Where did you guys go for dinner? I'm. <laughs> uh, we were in. Uh, it's called. Was it the place uh, that was in the film? Gosh, now you're really. Got... It was called Quinn's. Yes. Yeah. Quinn's. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was an Irish pub. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's fun, and it, now hearing your react, your, your relationship to fans, I do understand why you were compelled to tell a story about like, what if these crazy people showed up at my doorstep. Because it sounds like they actually, <laughs> That's what I thought it was funny. By the way, they literally did, and they stayed with you for a week. So I guess good for you. Or, I mean, be yeah. careful what you wish for kind of thing. Uh, but Belding is in the class now for- um, Which one? Oh, right. Uh, yes, because we get the best joke. A building with two Beldings, one of whom is balding. Who wrote that? I mean, this was a Sam episode, I think. Uh, I don't know. Writing's a collaborative medium. For TV, I guess. Um, but uh, <laughs> you say that until your episode airs. Yeah, until my episode. No, when I, my episode airs, I'm like, I wrote the funny stuff, the stuff that didn't work, I had no part of. <laughs> and if anything in the story didn't make sense, I was out of the room at that time. The only thing I can say about that joke is that thank God Dennis didn't have to stay there and take it oh, in the man, face, yeah. right? Because he takes so the, the, many. It's the, so we've many. done that so many times in the, in the past and he always has insane. to stay there and take it. At least he was able to walk away and have his dignity. I tell you, Dennis is a great guy. He really is. Even after I did that show, I still talked to him and he kept in touch with me and I kept in touch with him. And he was, he was really, really a good guy. You know, He's, he was a nice guy. He is a nice guy. Yeah. He is a nice guy. It's interesting because I I didn't appreciate him as much as I do now. Yeah. Um, watching the show as an, as yeah. an adult and and 
watching him navigate these these waters uh, on a teen show. Um, he still does such phenomenal work. His comedy is on point. Um, he, I always remember Dennis being very professional and, uh, you know, always, but I, I, I never got, I, I never got to like fully appreciate his work. Uh, because I was a, you know, I was a, I was a teenager. I can actually remember like walking in and him like being so excited that he's going to get scenes with an adult. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like a glass of water with a thirsty guy in the <laughs> desert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's like, oh, come on, let's go work on this scene. <laughs> I'm like, hey, oh man, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he was he was a cool dude, man. I I I I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah. Look at those bangs of of Tiffany, my lord! Yeah, I think she was experimenting with uh, what was going on with the hair. If we're talking about hair, we're definitely talking about hair this week. Uh, yeah, every yeah, I I mean, why I have my cowboy boots on. I yeah. must have ridden my horse there. Well, that's the thing. Was that? Did you have any choices in in uh, the wardrobe? I think that's. Fittings? I think that's my tie and my blue shirt. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, but not your they cowboy boots. Like, I should have wore it tonight. Oh my God! I would have that would have melted my brain. I'm glad you did. I would have been on my heels right away. The cowboy boots was not your choice. That was more of a. a I I just don't know. I just Liz Bass. Liz Bass was the uh, wardrobe uh, designer. Just said, "You want to try this? Yeah, okay, I'll try this." Yeah. They had to find ways to make you like visually cooler than other faculty. So like later you'll be in jeans, but that may have been too aggressive out the gates. They were like regular slacks and cowboy boots. I think that I have, uh, okay, right now there, Mark Paul, I can see at least three or four pieces of paper in my hands. So you are oh, wrong yeah, about this. Okay. 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 All right. The test is That's, not just one yeah. piece. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There you go. You know what I just, I, who's, who's going to come and clean all that up? So the kids just ripped up all their tests and we're in act two. But like, who is going to, like, they're just making a mess. You know. The Bayside like janitor just walked past the classroom like these motherfuckers. They're at it again <laughs> every week. It's something. I also want to point out that the background uh, artist uh, in the pink shirt, like, how old is this guy? Thirty. He's, not, he, he's, not, he's, he's older not, than Rod. He's, yeah, older he's than not in high school. <laughs> no, certainly I mean, not. All these kids look even right now. They all look like they're thirty. Yeah, you, know, you guys I can't did. believe I can't. We weren't uh, though. Ed, you know, we were one of the only no, you, shows you were out there. Our ages, yeah. We were playing our ages. It was it was it was kind of fun. And 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 I'll point out some things in this episode where you see us being kind of having fun as as teenagers, which is totally. my favorite moments of watching the show. Like the genuine laughs and and where we're trying to break each other up. And of course, um, Zach, to use his words, loves this guy. This guy who just like spits in the face of education. So we talked about man spreading here. Like, yeah. Um, Rod is perpetually just spreading himself out, yeah. and uh, like the world is my couch. Yeah, yeah, it's it's too much for a teacher. Too much. Yeah. For, like I, I think I would be concerned if this guy showed up in my classroom. Even though the initial rush of like, whoa, no tests. Well, this I rules. don't think that he was a pedophile, but I definitely thought that he was. You know, he had he was on, on the make as much as possible. He's on this. He's on a on a on a spectrum you don't want to be on. I'll put it that yeah. way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 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 just too much. I actually, I actually had a grade school teacher who did not give us tests and was eventually fired when the school found out he wasn't recording our grades. Closest thing I encountered to a real Rod building. Uh, but he just wanted to be too cool, and he like just really didn't care about the teaching part. 
um, and lost a job over it. Well, I may get in trouble with this. Uh, so I'm just going to, I'm throwing it out there in case okay. I do get in trouble. But I do know what school you went to, what high school you no, went to. No, it's a different school. This wasn't oh, high school. Okay. This was grade well, school. I do so know I, the school I'm that removed. you did go to. And yeah. I know that school because someone very close to me is going there. And um, I, I believe that you called your teachers by their first names. I did go to a high school where we called teachers by the first name. So like, oh, that's Zach, very forward. It is very, that's, it's very, it was very I, progressive. And I don't, so I Zach, don't like Zach it. calling him Rod was like, I don't I dig it. It took, it took some getting used to having come from a school where that was not the case. Um, but yeah, Zach, like calling him Rod. When I watched this in high school, I was like, oh yeah, I call my teachers by their first names. I don't know that I love it either now in retrospect. Like maybe no. I would have, the, the wall would have been better. Um, you know, but I don't know. That's, that was just, did, that was a life. <laughs> did you wear uniforms in, at your, at your uh, high school? No, not in high school. No, certainly not. It was very, okay. it was like very casual and wear whatever. I mean, like people would get, sometimes they have to like turn t-shirts inside out or something for like pushing the limits of what you could, uh, right on a t-shirt and wear to yeah, school. I'm, I'm kind of for the more traditional sort of schooling. I like uniforms because I feel like we don't have to worry about what our kids are going to wear and they don't get judged on yeah. what they're wearing and everyone sort yeah. of, you know, sort of just fits right in in a way. But also just having a little respect for your, for your, uh, you know, your teachers. Uh, yeah. Mr. Miss. Mrs. Yeah. Uh, the teachers, I'm, I'm, I'm the teachers at the school I went to were like, they were like, I think they were mostly into it. They were mostly into the fact that of this like quasi bohemian kind of like artsy. Yeah, the the Rod world. Belding way of teaching. Kind of, but at least they recorded grades and gave tests. I mean, some of those teachers I called by their first name would give me not such great grades. They would not be like, get whatever grade you deserve. Well, you think you deserve. Rod Rod is basically saying, give you get to pick the grade that you think you deserve. Did this yeah. ever happen at your very progressive school? No, certainly not. Oh, okay, I mean never. Under no circumstances. I, I wish. <laughs> I got the, unfortunately, I got the grades I did deserve, and they were not always A's, like um, all the kids in the class are about to get. Uh, and except for Scree- Screech is just like the perpetual good person here, except when it comes to Belding's hair, who he just rags on. It's horrible yeah. to ask a young kid what grade they think they deserve. Yeah. Think about that, you know? I mean, so I, C minus, you know, that's how you feel about yourself, you, you know what I mean? It's so yeah. sad. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. They're not fully aware of their self-esteem or like what. So then they give you the letter that they perceive themselves as. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm an F, man. I'm the biggest loser. F, I can't ever imagine getting anything better. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Kelly, who basically says that this is the happiest moment of her life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, her for the, the the up until this point was when her and Zach kissed. Yeah, um, but we've already is. We've already established that she doesn't get out much. Right. Um, poor Kelly. That's all I have to poor say. Poor Kelly. I mean, if the top two moments in your life at 15 or 16 is getting one A and kissing a boy, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Kelly, come on. Surely there's, you have like 17 siblings. Like there wasn't a birthday party that stands out as a good time? No, she didn't have birthday parties because her father oh, took right. all her money. Oh, right. They didn't have money. Yeah, why, how could parties. you afford things like balloons and cake? Um, we get another baseball hat in the background. It appears to be the Brooklyn Dodgers, if I got that correctly. Um, yeah. Do I, 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 I Yeah, I, I looked at that as well, and I had to kind of 
rack my brain of where I've seen that before. I I thought it was that's not a Boston hat, right? I mean, it's blue. And I thought white. It, I, I, it, it looks like Brooklyn Dodgers. It's, yeah. it's got to be Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. That's Brooklyn. Yeah. We, we've talked about this Ed in previous episodes. <laughs> it's insane. Um, because the background, uh, the the extras will be wearing baseball hats with like you know uh, yeah. the yeah. Anaheim Angels, the Dodgers, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the Yankees, City Chiefs, or something. Like what? Why? Yeah, but you can't the do thing it. is, like, we can't you do can't that anymore. Do that. Like, you can't, you can't, you have <laughs> yeah. to pay for yeah. uh, that. And by the way, MLB, I, I did a show it. about uh, Major League Baseball. They are very particular about who yeah. gets to to wear the their licensing. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. It's so funny, but it's like your cowboy boots or your shirt or tie or whatever. I think they were just running like show up in whatever, and as long well, as it's, it's funny because when you I look at that, it's like the totally wrong outfit for this guy. If I went back and did this again, knew what I knew now. I would go, this is not dressed this guy like this. Come on, this guy should have a pair of blue jeans, his shirt open, no tie, you know. No tie. He should look yeah, like yeah. he just came from walking in the woods or something. I mean, you know what I mean? A- <laughs> oh, God, this this lying down on the desk thing. Talk about just like. So I went to that restaurant. They had me do this to take a picture now. airplane In the office. Remember, the office was in the in the restaurant. I did. I, I went to the restaurant. I, I, okay, visited. So, yeah. I had a meal there. It was yeah. pretty good. Actually, the food um, was not bad. Yeah, no, it, it was. It was like I was. I was surprised. More importantly, how were the drinks? Drinks were good. Drinks yeah, were good. Yeah. Um, I was surprised the food was like. I remember thinking like, oh, there's no way the kids ate this well every day. Like, there's no way the the max in the show was this culinary experience. But yeah, that's funny. They had you do the pose. Well, it's not the place you go to get shit faced, you know. No, but you know, I mean, I mean, certainly not for you. They wouldn't let you leave. You'd be there taking pictures all night. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very impressed with this uh, paper airplane. Did you happen to make that, or did they just hand that to you? Because uh, I, was, it, I made it, and then they then the props guy made like ten of them. Okay, because this flies perfectly into Mario's yeah. hands, and yeah. then he pitches it back to you. Look at see if it was a cut. Oh, I I, I don't think it? so. It looks. Perfect. I mean, you just kind of toss it and it, it just floats into his hand. So I did that at the audition. I brought that with me in wow. to the audition. Wait, so that's that. interesting. Was, so you brought that in. Yeah. Was it written that you that you had that? No. Oh no, my no, God. No. no, I just, that was something I just thought of to do. I can't remember what the lines are, but what was the paper? He's just like, he's just, he's, he's just shooting the shit. He's like, I, I want to be a teacher because I get to like screw around on summer break. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. We're free. That's right. The imagery was that we're just, it's free, oh, you know? Yeah. And you know, life is, is, is free and uh, an air, paper airplane floating through the air. That was my thinking. And the stewardess, it also is all part yeah, of the you're, you're talking about the airlines and how yeah. they wanted you to be a vice president. You said, you know what? Make somebody else a vice president and you just throw it's this crazy. plane. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a funny line of dialogue. Like, you were almost vice president of an airline, and now you're a substitute teacher at Bayside. It well, is like, because he wants he his summers want off. The, yeah. He wants his summers off. He has the same schedule as the, as the uh, students. I get it. Except he doesn't it's have homework. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. So actor, you know, this, this dialogue is so goofy sometimes. <laughs> you're looking for something to hold on to. Yeah. So like something like that, like the paper airplane, is something that kind of can ground you mm. into, into a scene and, you know, and kind of connect you because the words aren't doing it. <laughs> we get Belding checking in here on Rod's progress. A uh, little sense that something might be off. 
with his brother. And they don't they don't give him anywhere to go. He's the same in the beginning as he in the end. He's like this is a scene where he should be supportive of Rod. Yeah. Not, and then see he's a grump here all the way, and there's nowhere for him to go as a character to the end. Yeah, I guess maybe that was like not confusing the the child the, the children viewing the show, <laughs> but like you're right, he, you would think the buildings he, he got him the job. I mean, like why yeah, wouldn't he, he support be him? There, there should be a scene between us. It's a positive, forceful, and he's kind of like looks and goes, hmm, maybe something's wrong here, but you know, but but still keeping this facade that you know that he's going to be great. And building here with the news, they're going to camp out under the stars in Yosemite. Uh, Yosemite is five hours by car from Malibu. Way more if you're taking a bus, especially full of kids. That's a crazy undertaking to uh, for Belding to to announce. I think it's I think it's more than five hours from Malibu, but you know, I, it, I mean that the fi- that's five hours on Google Maps in the middle of the night when I took my notes. <laughs> so it's going to be way more, especially if you're in a big bus. Well, set it up. We're in Belding's office. We're watching a uh, Dodgers game. Uh, why, why, why do you remember this scene though? You do, you do remember shooting this? I, I, as I'm watching it. I remember it made me uncomfortable while I was doing it. And I'm looking at it now. And it was uncomfortable. Oh no. It, it was goofy. You were watching Emily. I'm sitting on the floor and we're watching the baseball game. I mean, it's just the blocking is wrong or something. It's just, it's just, it's a little clumsy. Yeah. You're in the seat. That's good. Yeah. I let you sit in the principal's chair. Group high five. We're drinking diet cokes. Yeah. I mean, diet cokes. Why of all of all those logos are blocked out. The diet coke cans have like red yeah. tape over. The, so like there was some thought. To well, like, that's called Greek. Like that, that's, that's what correct. the prop yeah. master Greeking Greeks it out. Yeah. They they that, they call it Greeking out. Uh, that is the worst Greeking I've ever <laughs> seen though. Because it it <laughs> it looks <laughs> like it looks like it's trying to blend in. Like it's like the letters are very. I mean, it's that's crazy. I mean, it's it's horrible. It's it's it's. It, watch this. I put the can down yeah, on the desk a here. Red piece of and tape. You'll see. I mean, it's like it's a red piece of tape over diet, and you see the C for the yeah, Coke. No, I mean, it, come it, on. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, you know. Uh, Look. What do you mean? You know. I mean, like, what are we? Did like, we blow our budget on on another show before this? <laughs> they had they had people running around in hats from Major League Baseball. It's amazing. Anyone involved was like, we should probably not show Diet Coke. But staying true to form, we're watching a Dodger game, which I, I don't hate. Go exactly. Dodgers! Yeah, go, go Blue! Dodgers. They start, they're starting off well right now this season. Very happy about that. Our World Series champions. Yeah, it's funny that I get on the uh, intercom and I say, "Could the prettiest girls please report to the principal's office?" Uh, Kelly loves when I do that. Because we are dating, and she just she must love when when Zach pulls those stunts. Yeah, I thought that was. I mean, it was not. So the the will the prettiest girls please report to the principal's office was he reveals he had not pressed the button. But Rod is in the room when that happens, and he does not. He's not like whoa whoa whoa, dude, I'm gonna get fired. <laughs> like like you would think someone would be like, please 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 no. And Dustin Diamond with uh, the great physical comedy that he was uh, well known for. Yeah, He's, he was really good at doing this stuff. You know, you got to understand this kid was fourteen. By the way, when he pops up from the desk, I think that those that's a legitimate smile on his face. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe if he wasn't yeah. supposed to do the popcorn, um, yeah, the, the, the chips, chips falling on his head. He does like the a chips little are actually like, in his hair, like a wrist flick on the way up. Like whoops! It, it's a really, it's a really sweet, quick smile from him. Um, that is like I had the same thing in my notes. It's like it looks like he's just laughing that he did something silly. It's really nice. It doesn't look like Screech smiling. It looks like Dustin smiling. Now here's a double man spread. Oh my yeah, god, Zach and Rod. Very <laughs> Zach and Rod. Yeah, that, that could have like, been a show right there. Like, like true, uh, like Roman, like emperors what or are something. You guys doing? You were just pushing those. Now that I think yeah. of it, 
now that I think of it, Zach and Rod, that's funny because uh, we're, I'm a huge fan of Howard Stern and and uh, and Richard and Sal on that show uh, have a have a show called Jack and Rod. Mm. I mean, obviously that's it's know, a play on words. Yeah, sounds like play on words. But Zach and Rod, look at there they are. Zach and Rod man spreading. Yeah, they're they're stretching that denim to its limits. They're each just yes. like denim. By the way, not what you want to spread in. I mean, it's kind of constricted. I had my cucumber on the left side. You had yours. <laughs> well, I, I I'm 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 pretty jealous with your uh, your package there, yeah, Ed. Looking yeah. good. Seems, looking uh, good. Ed. Like I, I look call like that I the have cowboy a, cowboy package. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I look like I, my my jeans. I look like I have a man mangina right there. I don't know. It's not, I'm not very uh, happy with my. Uh, my package right there. Should have grabbed one of those Coke cans. <laughs> uh, it might be sitting on my nuts. Which remember I've been, Spinal Tap I've been, and the guys go through the oh yeah the airport and the, <laughs> the cucumber wrapped yeah, in aluminum foil. Cucumber wrapped in tin foil. Yeah, yeah, the best. Um, we get a really quick joke here from Screech that his mom put a lock on the trap door of his long johns to keep the bears out. Did I understand that joke correctly? That he's referring to his butt. That bears might. He's talking about. The- the Chicago Bears. He's talking about the Chicago Bears. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's a weird joke. You that, that thing down. Yeah, I, I, it's, it, a, it's a weird joke what, that I don't think was meant for this audience. It, it sounds like all. he's, he's it sounds like his mother was like, look, if you go in the, as I understand the joke on paper, it, the, Screech's mom was like, if you go in the woods, a bear is going to try to enter, forcibly enter your butt. So I'm going to lock the back of your long johns. And everyone heard the joke and they were like, this makes sense and it works. I, She's smart, by the way. I, I, smart I, lady, yeah, I obviously. Commend I mean, her. Yosemite can I be a dangerous her. place, yeah. You uh, can never be too safe. No, you can never be too safe. Everyone knows that, especially on a set or when you're camping. Um, and yeah, Rod does the soft pitch here of like, I could take, that building won't take you rafting, but this one will. Um, Ed, uh, we, we briefly touched on rafting when the show opened. Have you ever done it? Yes, I have. And what was your experience? Did you tell can you tell? I you, you are wearing a life preserver now. We should probably share that with the fans. Um, what was was it pre or post rod building? And like, was your experience? Or that's the first question. Was it pre or post rod building? Your rafting. Well, after I did this episode, I got so into rafting that I went away for two years and rafted every uh, river in North America. That can't be true. That's not a real thing. You're That's absolutely not right. True. Not, not true. true. It's no, not true. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I was watching Dashiell's face. Well, the first, the first part, like, the first part was crazy. I was like, whoa, he got into What are you talking about? I don't know. No. Yeah. No, I just, uh, you know, I grew up in Chicago. I got a place in Wisconsin. But, you know, I grew up in rivers and lakes and, you know. I would imagine if I'm a rafting fan and also a say by the Bell fan and I'm out on the river and I see Rod Belding cruise by on a raft. I would I would check to make sure I wasn't on some kind of drugs or something. I'd be like, there, there's with a, this hot, is, with a hot blonde, the hot blonde, yeah. yeah, couple. Why not? He's Rod Belding. It's like an old Spice commercial. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. I, uh, well, good. Just I'm glad to know Rod you've been Belding on the water. at the helm of the of the raft, standing there with his you know life vest on, with that wind and the hair blowing. I, I see it. It'd be amazing. See, back then when we were doing these shows, there wasn't that crossover. We would never do like commercials. Uh, and 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 things like that, but this this begs for Rod Belding to have his own. Uh, look at how mean you look here, Mark Paul. Oh, in the Max yeah. uh, after Rod soft pitch, yeah, we're paused on. Zach is now he's going to convince the gang <laughs> very quickly. I might add, doesn't take much. You know, I've I've rafted a few times, and I'm I'm setting this up, and and so does Slater in this, where it's so exciting. I mean, yeah, it's exciting, but it's not the most exciting thing. I mean, it's I don't know, it's it's. Um, Maybe is I, it I so had a exciting? Experience. Is it so exciting that you would blow up a raft and then 
in a classroom and pretend you're on the river. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, that's we'll, not, we'll, that's we'll not going to prepare. That's going to prepare you for rafting about as much as going to Disneyland and hopping on a ride. Um, maybe even less. But even Kelly, like whitewater rafting is know, just, the, the whole, she says it's like the, the excitement is like spiking a volleyball. I mean, what the hell is she talking about? Kelly? Oh, you got it. Yeah. Kelly, Kelly, you got it. I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned She's about gotta get out more. A uh, quick little aside here about rafting. I have my notes. Uh, the film Deliverance, uh, which prominently features rafting uh, from 1972, John Voight, Burt Reynolds. It is not the most fun movie about rafting, but it unexpectedly created a huge boom in the rafting industry. So people saw Deliverance, which is like horrific, and decided, I want a piece of that. Uh, before the movie, it was hundreds of people visited the Chattooga River. After it was in the tent. You a piece of ass? Piece of that. <laughs> uh, but it, the movie. Because that's in the movie too. Yeah, the movie. Oh, right. That is from the movie. That's what's so horrific. I mean, that's what trapdoors in your long johns, folks. Um, yeah. But the movie went on to tens of thousands of people saw that movie and went rafting after. I thought that was fascinating. I would not. I would think it would go the other way. So here's a little thing. I was in a movie called White Wolves directly after the last season of Saved by the Bell, between the last season of Saved by the Bell and the season of College Years. And uh, I was in a movie called White, White Wolves, and we rafted there in Bend, Oregon. And uh, that was the first time I ever went went rafting. Beautiful. Did you yeah. remember this episode when it was happening? Were you like, I trained for this in a gym? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's right. No, I did not. Okay. Um, we're in Belding's office here. He's, he's re- he loves he loves Yosemite so much. He's reading two brochures at the same time. <laughs> um, and yeah, they break his heart. And right after Screech piles onto him, they just they just tear him to shreds. Here, it's um it's a sad scene. And you know, Ed, I think part of the reason people have latched onto this episode is as much as it is about Rod. This episode is really also about Belding and his relationship with the kids. And you know, it's like you get a deeper sense of who this guy is who's kind of a buffoon most weeks he like really does care and is really upset um and that's a very specific shade you only see once on the show more or less and i have to tell you dennis knew that yeah during this episode that's why he was like what i said before i was joking about when he saw me come in but he he knew that that this was a little bit more meat than he's used to yeah or a little more depth and he really he really he really liked that i love in this where um uh, Mr. Belding says to Jesse, you're going to love this. And uh, he goes, we're going to have lunch in the Indian caves. And in the previous episode that we just did, uh, it, it struck me as like pointing out Jesse that she would love that. Why? Because her ancestors were slave traders. You might be overthinking it, but sure. Why not? Uh, you might, I mean, maybe <laughs> I think it's more like, I just thought it was funny. I just she, thought it was funny. Like why, why pick out her for the Indian? I mean, it, by the way, what the fuck is she wearing? What in the this, fuck is up with her uh, pants? Scene? Yeah. I was going to, if you're going to talk about the, anything, the whole thing, the, the, the pants, the, yeah, I guess the, you're the right. headband. I'm going to talk the, about the, the pants. The, the, the pants. She's are, like the female, yeah. uh, female version of Dustin. I mean, right. The screech. Just like throwing everything at like her pants are yeah. two different pants that are fighting. That's what it looks like. Looks like two of her pants woke up one morning and had an f- argument, and they didn't resolve it by the time she got dressed. But yeah, you know, they're just going to rip out old Richard's heart here, and he, he drops his brochures in the trash. And we're in the gym, I guess. Well, this is the classroom. This is the same classroom we were in earlier. They just put up these mats. There is no other gym. Like, there, there is no other set. I they mean, do a good they, job they, here, though. We, it, looks, it looks really different with the blue mats on the wall. doesn't look like my leg is twisted backwards like the guy in that movie we just talked about. 
<laughs> remember the shoulder guy? Yeah. The guy was like this, yeah. remember? Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah. So we're in Act 3, lest we forget about the act breaks. Our Brooklyn Dodger hat friend is still here with us. Um, he'll wear that hat again, by the way. He's wearing it in every scene he's in. Um, but yeah, Rod is like teaching a class to teach them how to raft. I mean, what what the hell is going on here? What was, how did we get the raft in the school? That great is question. The, Where did it come from? I don't know if they blew the blew it up before they went through the door or after. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully after. <laughs> um, this is so. I mean, I get why it's a set piece. I understand it's to like have a cool visual, but it is like this. It does nothing. You might as well just ride around in a Jeep with no seatbelts on a bumpy road. Like, that might help you more. And they're just bounce, bouncing up and down. Yeah, when like, we start so bouncing stupid. up and down, there is a genuine moment right there where Elizabeth has a genuine scream and she's <laughs> in fear because Mario is going nuts next to her. And you should, if you look, you can see Tiffany has a genuine laugh. I mean, she's just. <laughs> <laughs> at, at at Elizabeth's expense, it's yeah. just I, I rewound this a few times. Um, it's just so fun. Like these moments, it just makes me smile because these are kids having fun. Here's one thing you don't want to do when you're a school teacher: is uh, organize like children kissing, like any even like what the. This, I didn't understand this. This is this just, is this. this uh, I, I didn't really like this. By this the way. is too yeah. far. So if you thought Rod spreading out and like throwing paper airplanes was like a little bit too much seasoning on the steak. This is just, whoa, dude, like, you cannot do this. <laughs> you cannot. This has to do with a lot of words, voyeurism, yeah. all kinds of crazy weird stuff. Yeah, uh, you know. a room full of people, like, let's look, like, so Belding delivers one of his signature, hey, 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 what's going on here's, and it's warranted. What the hell is going on here? You know, and and, and part of me was like, we shouldn't have, the, the, the gang, yeah. Slater and Zach and stuff, we shouldn't have reacted so Ooh, uh, like as if we were doing something wrong. I mean, we, we, we when when Belding comes through that door. I mean, the 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 girls jump off the ground like they know something. I think we were doing do. something inappropriate. I think they do know something Actually, wrong. it would have been much funnier if no one did anything. So exactly, that would exactly. Have been funny. I, I I agree, and, and it would have kept it, just kissing for a long time. Right, yeah. and it wouldn't have been so like apparent that this was inappropriate because this is this is not appropriate. <sighs> It's not. I mean, also, like, when you learn CPR, traditionally, it's with a dummy, a CPR dummy. That's how you- Well, Screech is on the other side drowning, so- Right. Oh, you mean- oh, uh, dumb, yes. I got it. Ding dong, yeah. ding dong. Um, and yeah, this, again, we talk about how, like, Dennis really gets a lot more in this episode than he usually does. It's it's really brutal to watch him, like, fight with his brother and to get, like, see Zach be like, you're jealous. Like, that's a really- that's It's hard to watch, like- and Ed, you do a good job being cool. Like Rod at this point is still, he, he has not committed his real sin yet, although he's, he's clearly like having kids kiss in front of other kids, which is not He's good. the Pied Piper. He's the Pied Piper. That's a great way to put it. Yeah, like come with me. Uh, ha, ha. Yeah, like. What are we going to go do now? Kiss outside? I mean, where are we going? <laughs> You're going to go kiss outside? Where are we going? That's part two. <laughs> Man, Dennis's face. Yeah, he's, he's acting. He's really like, Belding is such a lovable buffoon most of the time, but he is now. He has his feelings hurt, but he's still thinking about the kids. And Slater's outfit. If we want to talk about outfits, folks, this is a oh good my. one. Well, we're back in the uh, Bayside gym. We've we just packed the for the uh, for the trip to Yosemite. Oh, no, not the trip to Yosemite, the trip to whitewater rafting. Yeah. Um, I love how some people are... Uh, you know, with backpacks and luggage. Yeah. Uh, Slater's luggage is a cooler. 
an igloo <laughs> cooler. Uh, there's someone in the back that just is carrying a lantern. Like we just, yeah. we want to drive home that we're actually going on a wilderness type trip. Someone has like one canteen. I thought I thought all their different choices for how people are dressing for this trip is funny, but Slater looks like something out of like oh. it's somewhere between like Jungle Cruise operator and like model on a shoot. And it worked. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He looks like he's like he looks like he's in some kind of like exotic magazine ad or something. It's like this is like yeah. lunacy that he's preparing to do anything. I also think that, I think that Rod had an effect on the kids because everyone is wearing more denim than they were before Rod. So I think Rod like he showed up and he changed the fashion scene a little bit. Everyone's in denim now. It's very cool. Um, Kelly, of course, looking like a the all American young lady on her, going on a trip, and Lisa is like the fashionista with the nerds carrying her luggage. Her very expensive luggage. Yeah, very expensive. Like, how are you going to put that on the wrap, Lisa? Yeah. Um, Dustin maxed out in camo. I mean, all the all the costumes are just they are fun. I I got to give it up to uh to Liz Bass. It's good stuff here. Liz did Malibu CA too. She was great. Oh really? Yeah. The Engelverse. Yeah, isn't it nice when people start working together and they just make a whole bunch of stuff. So we we cut to now we're in the hallway and the lighting is is this is great lighting. It's but is this the evening or is it early morning? I think it's early morning. I think it's like crack of dawn. Is how I read it. Isn't that that's that's when you leave for a trip? It seems like it's West Side Story right now, (laughs) and uh, you're coming to meet the sharks. So you give you know Tony's dead. (laughs) So to paint the scene here, we're in Belding's office. Um, This is the scene. I mean, this is like all timer for Saved by the Bell. The trip leaves in five minutes. Rod could not have picked up, like, he is now deciding to bail for his stewardess friend. They put so much makeup on me. I remember telling them that I thought I looked like a girl. They said, no, it's fine. And I look at that shot. And it's like I have like an inch of pancake makeup on. They were like, the makeup doesn't make you look like a girl. It's your luscious flowing locks of hair, sir. <laughs> like, please. <laughs> um, I like that, that Rod points out that um, Inga's only in town for the weekend. She's a stewardess. She will be back. That's how that job works. Literally, just the plane goes up, plane goes down. But Rod doesn't understand. I mean, you'd think an airline industry veteran would know that, but uh, a lot of urgency here on the Inga situation. Mark Paul, what do you think about your acting there? Like Zach quickly recoils to be like, oh, I'm just a casual student in the hall. <laughs> well, Ed was talking about the makeup, and I, I, I had that same feeling watching this episode of this, that I had a lot of makeup on. But I, I think like... The reason I had it on was because I was a teenager and I suffered from a light case of acne. But you know, I'll, I'll point out when we have episodes where I would get these big honkers. This isn't one of them. I'll point them out when we get to them. But yeah, we we did wear a lot of makeup on this on this uh, on this show. I mean, that, I think that's typical for sitcoms because the lighting is kind of harsh. Uh, but again. Um, you don't have to put that much on, uh, you know, you cover up the redness or whatever, whatever you got going on. But, you know, um, when I look at my face in that lighting in the hallway, it was apparent that I was wearing way too much makeup as well. Yeah. They were uh, using the spackle. You're not wrong about that. Sometimes they do use a little bit of a, like a, a, a spackling pancake. Spackle, spackle hammer. Yeah. Tricks of the trade. Um, and we're in the gym. Uh, Slater does have his cooler. He's ready to go. A lot of coolers in the mix, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Um, and building covers for his brother, you know? Because he, like, 
I, I would be way prouder in this moment to be like, you put your faith in this guy. <laughs> and like, although it is kind of Belding's fault, right? I mean, he brought, he invited the, the devil in the house kind of thing. But that's how family is sometimes, right, guys? You don't know, you know? So this fluid thing is kind of one of these ideas that is like, keeps coming up all the time with me, with people come and talk to me who know me from this show about the flu. Did you really have the flu and all this stuff? And like, I'll get letters about the Did flu. Did you really have the flu? You know, it's just unbelievable. I still get these letters. I mean, this is 30 years ago. I swear to God. I, I, I believe it. Um, I do believe that fans want to come up and talk to you about your flu. Uh, that is just kooky. Um, of course, he didn't get the flu. I'm just marveling at uh, the fact that Slater's shorts are shorter than um, Jesse's shorts. I'm sure Elizabeth Berkeley must have loved that. He's got, I mean, Tiffany's the only one who hasn't beat by like a, but it's by like a quarter, not even, maybe an eighth of an inch. He's, his shorts are up there. It's also Slater's outfit of like the boots and the socks pulled up with the shorts. It is like, imagine if you're walking down the street at night and you saw that guy marching towards you. You would, You'd cross the street and go the other way. You'd be like, I don't know what's about to Paul, happen. Paul, why aren't you in shorts? Why do you have long pants? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't even know. I, I, I don't remember much about going to wardrobe fittings and stuff, but I am. I, I feel like I'm way overdressed. Because um, everyone, else, everyone else is in shorts and t-shirts and cut off sleeves, and you have like a, uh, uh, like a what is that? Like a flannel yeah, like vest. A, and a, a, a flannel, yeah, flannel vest. vest and, and, yeah. I mean, you go uh, overboard. Yeah. You're going to uh, sink. Long sleeves and long, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of it weight. It could be... I, I, I used to have really skinny legs. Um, I don't anymore, which is interesting. Congratulations. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I used to have skinny legs. And maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I was self-conscious about uh, wearing shorts. Um, but I am the only one that's kind of wearing full denim jeans. Yeah, you're right. Dustin's in, I mean, Screech is in like camo pants, but you know. So I think it's because the army doesn't make like camo shorts for their soldiers. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose. And building covers and, um, you know, we get a, first of all, I, like, so Rod was the only person who knew anything about rafting, and now they're going on a basically a trip where someone's going to die because Belding is just going to like take the steering wheel here. Seems kind of dangerous, but whatever. Let's not think about it too much. And when Zach says the question, why didn't you tell them about the stewardess, I kind of agree. And I think the kids would have been like, whoa, Rod is really cool. Like we, Our feelings are hurt and we're upset, but wow, what a cool guy would be. <laughs> the legacy Rod has established and seems to be living up to. And we get this sweet little moment here. It's funny that there's really never seen between Rod and you, uh, Mark Paul, that really kind of showed our relationship. Hmm. You know what I mean? That we were good friends or that you sh- took a shine to me. I mean, maybe just that one instant in watching the baseball game. You know, you guys got pretty buddy-buddy very quickly to be like, hey, I know, let's go watch TV in my brother's office <laughs> in the middle yeah, of the I know. day. <laughs> Clearly, you guys hit it off. But also, like, what's the deal with Rod? Like, if you're like in your 30s, hanging out with children, watching TV, like, you're that's not cool. <laughs> that's not. I'm sorry, dude. That's not. <laughs> you have a TV at home. You can just go watch it there. Um, and yeah, Belding and Zach made up, and we have a very 80s ending to this episode, by the way, with the uh, with the music and Scott Gale. Yeah, so, um, Scott Gale. Yeah, it, I have it here. Is my notes. Um, it, the episode peels back some layers of Rod of of excuse me of Richard Belding uh, with the help of Rod and uh, I think that's why fans have latched onto it and you know Ed your performance is and was great uh, it's a special episode it's a very special episode of Say by the Bell <laughs> and that's the episode thank you Ed thank you so much for joining us I, I really appreciate it that was great no this is a lot of fun for me to uh, talk to you guys see you guys in action 
Uh, we do have homework for next week. That episode, Mark Paul, is called From Nurse to Worse. I, I cheated ahead because I've been looking ahead uh, okay. to this season. Oh I know God. that it's with Nurse Nancy. Her the the right. uh, her the uh, the actor who plays the nurse is named Nancy. I'm not sure if she's also oh, Nancy on the okay. show. Maybe Why I not? don't know, but I do. I I I know that uh, that's what the show yeah. uh, that she's on the show. I have no idea what the show is yeah, about. You get or it. What's you know, you, it's like you already know what happens. There's a there whatever. You'll figure it out. You'll watch it, and we'll talk about it. Um, Ed, thank you so much for joining. Sincerely, it's really great to meet you guys, Mark Paul. Good to see you again after 30 years. Of course, Ed. good luck to you. Thank you. You too, as well. Thank you, Mark Paul. Thank you, the listeners, and we'll see you next week. Zach to the Future is a production of Cadence 13. It's executive produced by Mark Paul Gossler, myself, and Chris Corcoran. Production and direction led by Terrence Malangone. Editing and mastering by Andy Jaskowitz. Engineering and production coordination by Sean Cherry. Artwork by Kurt Courtney with illustrations by Jeff McCarthy. Marketing is led by Josephina Francis with PR by Hilary Schuf. Thanks to the whole team at Cadence 13 and to you for listening.